Awards. Enter the realm of the 1996 MTV Video Music Awards. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. I'm Jai. And I'm Jules. Hey, oh my gosh, this is a special two-year anniversary episode because I was like, we got to do something cool, and we're going to talk about the 1996 VMAs, <laughs> the Video Music Awards from MTV. Um, I'm so excited that, I mean, first of all, I made you guys kind of like, not made you, but it's like a five-hour thing. Um, I was like, they're probably not going to like this because I'm so into these. This is the first one I really remember, so that's why I wanted to start here. I'm going to go back, I think... Uh, Charles is like really, really into them. So I'm going to have to buy like a bootleg copy of like 92, can 91. You, can you even do that? Can you? Yes. Yes. There are websites where people like sell their like VHS recordings onto DVDs. This is for like real nerd, nerd shit. But if you want that, I'll totally give you the link for it. Uh, wow. It's kind of funny. Yeah. This one's on archive.org. It's like this crazy resource of all the old web pages, but I'll link it on patreon as an entry that's public where you can watch the full show or at least know what we're talking about because a lot of people probably have never seen it so yeah what did you guys think as a whole just the award show experience of like the mid 90s it's really Um, crazy i i think alanis morissette kind of hit it you know like just uh, so spot on she says that like she doesn't believe in like judging artists against each other but she's like you know but I'm like still you know happy to be here but like that's kind of my whole feeling on award shows but um Mm -hmm. my big takeaway is uh I am like having another um like smashing pumpkins awakening I'm like kind of obsessed with them again (laughs) oh my god this is when it was like peak Billy when Billy was like peak Billy. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird. Like there's that moment in the post show where like they won and like they're talking about this record label that they're starting and then they're like Scratchy. Kurt Loader's like, "All right, well, we got to go." And they're all like, "Hold on, we're the big winners." You're like, "What the fuck?" Like we want to like talk more. I was like, "This is so weird." Cuz <laughs> they're just like, I don't know, it's just really funny and and weird. Yeah, for me, like, it's like a real time capsule because it's not just the, I mean, I don't know whether people can watch, like, what we watch, like, the full five-hour thing. It's up on, yeah, it's up, it'll be up on the link, so, yeah, people can watch the whole thing if they really want to. It includes, like, the pre-ceremony and the sort of after kind of uh, show, like, interviews and stuff and commercials. And it was really funny, actually, to watch the commercials, everything that was, like, happening around that time. Like, literally everyone that was somebody was in that that, that show. Yeah. And even, like, I mean, they had – I can't even believe they had – they had Sharon Stone, they had Claudia Schiffer, they had, like – Anyone that was like big at the time, you know, yeah, models, Dennis Rodman, uh, Dennis Rodman, yeah, um, Tupac and Snoop. I, it actually it was so surreal to even see him, you know, when yeah. he presented an award. I'm like, this is really crazy. Like he was alive, and this is just like '96, and and yeah, obviously Smashing Pumpkins were like nominated. But, like, did they have like 18 or 12 nominations? Something they crazy had like eight. That. And they won okay, seven. Sorry. Yeah, and they won seven. Still a lot. They had eight, yeah, and it was like they won exactly for the things they actually deserved to win, in my opinion. Because Tonight Tonight was like, still to this day, it's like one of the best videos of all time. Like, yeah. And But yeah, can I just say one thing about the commercials? Like, maybe you can explain this to me. Because why... Like was Taco Bell so like oh advertised God, in this? Dude, Taco <laughs> Bell has advertised the shit out of like Taco Bell is literally has saved more lives than I don't even like. I think even on like a mental and emotional level, like somebody tweeted today that was like, "This Taco Bell employee is like saved more people than this firefighter." Like, honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's facts though. Like seriously, I've been at my lowest low, and Taco Bell has always been there. Well, I agree with that as someone who's never tried it and never had it never been to one i literally don't understand it like i don't get it fast food culture of america it's and there was a really amazing tiktok i have to say i don't even remember who this was but i'm sure i liked it and like the sea and flurry of like likes that i have on tiktok but it was like this guy who was talking about like normalizing like not 
judging people over like their fast food choice preferences like because it's like a deeply personal thing where like someone doesn't like your like personal fast food choice it's like a super niche american um i guess thing and it's yeah, awful i mean i think i just need to go because i need to understand the fascination I, it's almost like a cultural reference at this point it is yeah, yeah. Well, i mean even if you think of like movies like uh, like I, anytime I like think of Taco Bell, I think of um L Woods and Legally Blonde, like uh-huh. on the treadmill watching TV, and the Taco Bell commercial comes oh, on, yeah, the Chihuahua. and like Bruiser, yeah, Bruiser's looking at the Chihuahua on the TV, and That's like true. He, even the dog is excited for Taco Bell. Like I feel like it's just like such an American thing. And in Mean Girls, too, they say, like, do you want to go shopping? And then she's like, no. And she's like, do you want to go to Taco Bell? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, in Devolution Man, it's like, takes place in the future. This, like, amazing action movie, but not everyone loved it. But I did an episode on it in, like, in the 50s somewhere. It's really good with Sylvester Stallone. And in the future, everything gets turned into a Taco Bell. Like, there's a franchise war, and Taco Bell just becomes the dominant franchise. Like, it's kind of crazy, yeah. Well, in, in five hours... Uh, they had 13 ads for You Taco counted? Bell. Yeah, because I was Shit. like, what is going on? Like, what's happening here? They uh, probably were sponsoring the show, most probably. likely. Yeah. And then I have just one, like, more note about commercials before we get into the whole ceremony. But, like, how amazing they had that really cool, cool like, MTV ad with Iggy, like, and Kate Moss. I know. Yeah, I saw that. So cool. That was really cool. All of their ads. I mean, this is just my overall thought is that I love these award shows. I think they're really fucking cool. But more than that, these were like, it was like watching like election night on like CNN. It was like, (laughs) they had like multiple reporters on different parts of the carpet. It was like this huge, massive event, like a cultural thing where they have like a pre-show. It's like a fucking Super Bowl. They have like someone to like, you know, talk about what happened. Like, it's really crazy that we lived in this world where like, this was the only time you got to see your favorite stars interact because we didn't have any other time to see them. So you'd see them in the magazines, but then you're like, oh, cool. We're going to hear what they're going to say in interviews or we're going to get to see what they're wearing and like how they act because we just didn't see them unless they were in a music video or on like a you know magazine cover. So it's like you get to see them in another place. They're not paparazzi. They're not like Hollywood celebrities. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. You get to see the pumpkins and you get to see how hard Virgin Records is riding the Smashing Pumpkins, who I'm sure, like, this is insane that they just swept the show and they got, they like, did. their own pre-show double, like, interview with Tabitha Soren asking about, like, this massive event that had happened right before this event. Okay, also, Jules, you asked me if their keyboardist had died right before this. He died in July, and this was in September 4th. So it wasn't directly before, but it was pretty soon before. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, this was all new news to me it's because you weren't born (laughs) well it's you know it's kind of similar to like like you know the the life and story of kurt cobain and nirvana like that's just like Mm -hmm. the story of nirvana but like and you know listening to them but with smashing pumpkins i always like i listened to the music at a very young age like my dad had all the cds Mm-hmm. And um, and so, like, I listened to the music a lot, but I never knew, like, the story behind Smashing Pumpkins other than, like, Billy Corgan being kind of an asshole. Um, well, they have but- a very detailed biography, and we should do an episode on that. Well, Lauren and I have endless conversations about why no one has made a documentary about Smashing Pumpkins, and, like, why... Oh, like a they, big one. There has to be one, because, yeah, they have such an interesting, insane story, and what happened, like... I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were... You're right, like, they were at their peak, probably, in 96, because then Adore came out, mm-hmm. and... When did it come out? In 98? 98 or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was still pretty... That was pretty cool, too. I love that album. But, yeah, nothing I do too. like... Yeah. Like, they Nothing like recently. Melancholy. Yeah, and it's I have still to say, the most successful. The only band that wasn't really there and I wasn't nominated for anything because, obviously, like, OK Computer came out in 97. Mm-hmm. But if OK Computer had come out in 96, I think it would have been pretty tough. I think it would have been, like, between Smashing Pumpkins and Radiohead. 
I think so, but I also have to say that Radiohead never got the like MTV love that I believe a lot of other bands got because in the next year's 97, and I also have that on deck if you want to do that one. That's a really great one. Fiona Apple wins uh, Best New Artist, yes. I believe. And she get, and the Spice Girls perform and like Jamiroquai. Karma Police was nominated for an, an album or for an award. For, These are about video. videos too. Yeah, video. yeah um, about the video. And that was uh, nominated, but like this, I guess it's not the record. I don't know, like, how big any other music videos from that album they were. They have so many. They have. Oh, no, they do. But I don't think American MTV, it, it was played really? a lot. Oh, that's insane I don't think so. Me. I mean, Karma Police is, like, the only big one. Like, that one that was nominated in this show, the one for Just, that mm-hmm. one was, like, super niche. Like, 120 minutes would be playing that at, like, a Sunday night. That was not something that was going to be played during, like, the No Doubt, the Offspring, like, all those American bands that oh, that's insane MTV, to like, me. hyped. Oh, yeah. I well. wonder, because I, I used to watch MTV, and literally you had, like, the, the video for, not like, Surprise. Um, you had MTV Europe. This is when MTV had, like, a I bunch guess. of different, like, places all over the world. Like, you saw when they did the International Viewer's Choice, and, like, oh, every maybe. artist was, like, international. There was a different MTV Europe. Like, you had a different, like, yeah, you guys got, like, Stereophonic, Charlatans. You guys got, like, Britpop. Yeah, we, we didn't get, we got Oasis. Like, that was about the only, like, British band that was, like, massive here. Yeah. But I don't okay, think Radiohead, well, later on they were, yeah, but I don't know about in Yeah, well, that's cool to know, because I, yeah, I just cool. assumed that they were, especially with that album, I'm, I'm sure the bands was different, but I felt that with OK Computer, they were kind of big in America, but perhaps they weren't. So. Yeah, like, it's also weird, too, that Billy mentioned how, uh, like, Melancholy was, like, Gen X's version of The Wall, like, the Pink Floyd yeah, album. Yeah, totally um, was. And I, I think, personally, that Radiohead's OK Computer would be more The Wall, just sonically i guess but but i mean i i get the billy corgan reference though that came out first and that was a double mm-hmm. album which was like crazy oh yeah ambitious. it was yeah. and there's so many epic songs in that I mean, album. yeah and I the mean, videos i mean even the video for 1979 was <gasps> they won so yeah, cool. yeah and they won the breakthrough video that video literally plays as people say now like in my head rent free all the time i yeah, can literally recall totally. that video it's i like that yeah. one more than tonight tonight I, um, I I mean it's tough because both of them are great, but they're very different. They're super and, different. Yeah. yeah, my vibe is totally 1979. Like I I just want to say like okay, so I we started with the pre-show, which was 90 fucking minutes. I was like, geez, <laughs> they like have you from like three in the afternoon until like midnight, like camped out watching all this stuff. We have like Kurt Loader, Tabitha Soren, John Norris, all these like big VJs. I was like, oh, I forgot about all these people who are like interviewing people on the red carpet. And fucking no doubt playing two songs on the marquee yeah. in like peak Gwen Stefani era. Totally. Which yeah. I thought was really cool. Um and Liam, I know bad. when they're like I love to the show. I know they're walking from their hotel because they just like can't be bothered to be. It's just so funny. It's they're so just good. so funny. Like I can't even like they're just so like English and just cheeky and just funny honestly i can't even i like watching um tony play bass i know it's really cool and they have that tiny little marquee stage yeah how do they not fall off this this is crazy it's so cool and then we have beck too i think who played beck i forgot how big of a deal he was when he started out and beck was like pretty heavy in this oh yeah he Um, was massive yeah yeah, he like they really i I used to love i used to love him too but if i could have lunch with any human being living or dead it would be beck from this era oh wow that's interesting wow Mm -hmm. yeah i've been i've been saying beck for a long time like i feel like he would just be such a fascinating person to just like have lunch with he would be really cool. I feel like he could score some movies if he hasn't already. He did. I feel like um, he really been anything. He did Scott Pilgrim. Oh, oh did he? Okay. He did oh. the the music for Sex Bob Bomb, and then he also did um like some of the scoring and like um his own versions of the songs. Oh, rad! Oh, that's mm. cool. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Yeah. And they um, had so many that. other like okay. cultural references from that time that were like really cool. Like they had, um, well, obviously Taco Bell, but then wasn't one of the presenters like 
pretending to be Bill Clinton. Was, did I? Yeah, that? and Bob Dole, because that was the year that was the '96 election. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was all, and it's so funny that the guy who did Clinton was still. This is before Monica Lewinsky, and he still was making like really like sexually suggestive jokes. So I was like, damn. So we yeah. like knew about that even before and they the had, Lewinsky thing happened. And then obviously they had the well, they had Ian McGregor and the other guy from Prince Possible. Yeah, which, Ewan Bremner. Again, it was just like such a like '96 moment, you know, like anything that was really iconic. That year, it was kind of in these shows. Really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, then we got like Tabitha Soren had this like special two part Smashing Pumpkins interview in the pre show. And the first yeah. part, it was all about like what happened with Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer. And I believe it's like Jonathan, what's his last name? Melvoin, I think is the, the touring keyboarder's name. And he had just recently overdosed. And then they had fired Jimmy because of his drug problem and they i mean eventually he came back in the band in like 99 but it was such a big topic the topic of like she kept asking them a lot about like well when did you know and like oh, i it's really shitty like, question personal yeah a lot Very of really personal. personal band yeah. information that i thought it was really weird she was fixated on like finding out about the drug use and like that was kind of sensationalized they just wanted all the dirt because you know well, yeah. yeah, and and this is unfortunately like post Nirvana, where that had like finally been solidified as like the romanticism of like the tortured artist in mm-hmm. grunge music and alternative music. Like, or at least yeah. that's how I kind of see it. Like, I feel like that's why she was asking all those questions because it's just like, uh, I feel like they're just like addicted to the tragedies. Yeah, totally. They and they it seems like they yeah, they want that sensational clip of like look at these crazy rock stars like doing drugs and ODing and now we have another person. It was like yeah, they definitely kind of tried to I don't know, really just drive that home. I thought it was really interesting that I was like, "Oh, wow." That's so weird that she's like asking all these questions and then I just wrote, "Yeah, why does she keep asking about addiction and overdoses? It's like a PSA. They kind of got Billy to to kind of say like you know it ruins your friends it ruins your music it does all this and that and i was like gosh this just seems like a really invasive interview but oh yeah yeah but i wrote darcy is just angelic looking and also i had no idea that the cops questioned them they showed a video of them like going into the police station in new york and they showed the fact that because jimmy was arrested for possession of heroin during like this time when they died they pulled the whole band in to question them like thinking that they like knew something. I had no idea about that. That was something. Yeah. To, to see if all of their stories lined up. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, Cause I'm sure they were also trying to find out whether the other members were mm-hmm. using, uh, you know, we're like, yeah, we're like in on it. Yeah. Which makes um, sense. But. God. Also no doubt doing spider webs on the rooftop. I wrote, this is such a small stage and a ridiculously amazing performance. So cool. Like, yeah, she was just really good back then. They had the horn section. Also yeah. it reminds me the mighty, mighty boss tones, another ska band that some people may know. They are the band in clueless in one of the, like uh, the dance party, like that they go to in that club. They just broke up recently. Um, oh. So yeah, that's kind of weird. I was like, no, another ska band. Um, oh god, that girl who interviews Bush, she like interviews <laughs> Gavin. Oh my god. First of all, yeah. Gavin oh, was was like fucking it. I this is during the height and the peak of my Gavin Rossdale obsession oh, in 96. Like, oh lord. Also love, I'm sorry, but I had to say I I remember 96 really well, and I remember like the invasion of like all these British bands mm-hmm. and how they really were. I mean I have to say, I feel that things have changed now. But at the time, there was this cockiness about, like, English artists. that They were like, oh, we're, like, the best, you know. We're better than, yeah. oh, America sucks. And it was kind of really shown during that, like, mini interview because she's like, what do you think of tonight, you know? Like, what are your kind of highlights? And he's like, well, obviously, like, I think the best was, like, Oasis, you know, nothing really else. Basically meaning, like, everyone sucked. Like, I don't yeah, care about oh, totally. the artists. And then even... The other guy in the band, like when he was asked, he was like the same. He was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're English. They're English. So, yeah, they, they were the best kind of thing. <laughs> and it's just, there's this, like, arrogance about them, you know. But they, they all had it. Like, The Verve had it. Oasis had it. Bush had it. Like, everyone, I think. But So funny. I remember that so well. I mean, we all know that 
um, the verb video for the Bittersweet Symphony, kind of. Uh-huh. And, and that is literally, that's that sort of like embodies like English artists in 96, 97, in my opinion. Damon literally, Damon Albarn literally got fucking washed this week on Twitter because he said <laughs> that it was actually like kind of hilarious. He said that Taylor Swift doesn't write her own music. Ooh, man, you got those Swifties after you. They came after him so fucking hard. He retracted within 24 hours, man. They were all like, who the fuck cares about you? Nobody knows who Blur is. I was like, oh shit, man. Wait, no, was she? Yeah, no. Oh, he was wrong. Uh, Taylor Swift like fucking writes everything. That's that's like her big thing. His like his response tweet was like basically what was in the interview was basically kind of condensed down into like clickbait, and he is like, "I'm sorry that that happened." So like, who knows the real story? I didn't actually read (laughs) what he had said. but Taylor Swift was so funny being like, and yes, I did write this tweet myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, she, good boy. She's like, she, it's really funny that, yeah, that she just was like, this is crazy. I was like, ooh, those Swifties are fucking fierce, man. That was a bad move. <laughs> like, yeah. super bad move. Those fandoms are nuts now. Like, these new pop fandoms. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. I also love that Steve Albini produced the second Bush record. I did not know that. Um, oh. They were talking about it on the the pre-show. They were like, yeah, we have a new album coming out. Gavin just like, they go from Gavin, I think, and then they go to Gwen or they go to No Doubt in I think one of the post-show or something. And I was like, oh my God, they're like together, but not <laughs> like they were like right together, you know, but. Yeah. Is this, is this pre No Doubt and Bush on tour? Um, I believe this is pre, I believe that was a fall tour. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. We could often Google. Let's see. Or it could have been the next year. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to Google right now. There was one in... Yes, okay. It was in the kind of winter of 96. So it had not happened yet. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it's so kind of crazy. They had a few shows together. Like I think they did a, a few concerts or like festivals in like April. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was their like full on tour. I believe their full on tour was later on that year, and then we all know what happened there, unfortunately. Um, but they did. I always liked Bush. I know a lot of people think they're like a. They kind of got pegged as that Nirvana like kind of not cover band, but like that post grunge thing when yeah, the bands were, were coming out. Like Creed, more like. Don't even, oh, no. Jules. I can't bad. believe you're even fucking oh, talking to me about Bush comparison. and Green. I, speaking of awful comparisons, apparently our like Euphoria <laughs> and Skins Patreon episode that like only, I don't know, like a handful of people were even listening to. But apparently this is like the most divisive fucking topic that everyone's like, this is nothing like Skins. I'm like, for God's sakes, we didn't say they were copying. We were just comparing these two so shows. What, so what are you finding? That people are pleased well, because they Yeah, people are like, no. Better? They, yeah, well, they just, they're like, Euphoria is absolutely nothing like Skins. Skins walk so Euphoria can run. We're like, yes, we know that. And Let someone's say like, that. yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, this is spoken by someone who's never watched an episode of Skins. I was like, I've literally seen yeah. every single episode. Like, Shut what up. the fuck Whoever are you talking that, about? Like, yeah, please. Oh, we were at the top. Shut up, girl. It's fucking crazy. Up. Yeah, I was like, all right, we're talking about Euphoria. Apparently everyone else is too, but fuck it. I mean, we, we know they're not exactly the same. I didn't say like they are the exact same. Obviously it's a lot different now. And someone's like, maybe cook. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to compare cook to fucking Nate. Like that's a complete insult to cook. First of all, Nate is a monster, like a literal fucking like sociopath monster. And none of those guys are like that. So, um, yeah, but I thought that was kind of funny. Speaking of like choosing (laughs) one or one (laughs) or the other, like sweet God. Okay, you were talking about Billy Corgan just in general, that how you have... He has such a nostalgic song quality, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think what's so cool, too, is, like, there weren't many other artists, like, in that genre that were really exploring with orchestral sounds. And oh, yeah. Like, like, if you think about, you know, like, some, like, Nirvana using, you know, strings, like, that was kind of... like really the only other like alternative rock band that I can think of like in that time really like utilizing it but it's just like so big and yeah I I was saying like you can't 
you can't be like a a normal average person to be able to like write songs like that (laughs) no i mean i he i still he's one of my favorite songwriters in general i feel like i am a massive smashing pumpkins fan and i have all of the like bootleg tapes and stuff and like all the random performances they must have like catalogs of b-sides that are like 300 songs deep and each one of them is just fucking incredible like he he's so good he's just so prolific it's nuts there's also this interview that i found where it was billy and darcy talking about how um the record after melancholy they were um like they had like i guess a tiff with the record label they didn't want them to uh like go off the path of like the commercially successful alternative music. And they really wanted to go full into orchestral music, like, which sounds super cool, but they like weren't about it. And so they had like 30 songs and every song had like six different versions to it. Um, So there were like hundreds and hundreds of different versions. And I'm like, I want to hear that. It's literally, he's like Prince. You know how Prince, when Prince died, had an entire vault of like videos and and music projects, like thousands of hours that no one had seen. Yeah, it, it's like that. It was. I feel like Billy Corgan probably has like a massive vault of just like different versions of things. And I think he famously played like all of the instruments on Get the Gish album. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to do a pumpkins deep dive because there's yeah. there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, you definitely right that he's a very pro- prolific like songwriter, and I from Smashing Pumpkins are one of my favorite bands too. But it is sad that they just didn't evolve. They didn't like. I'm sorry, but to compare them to Radiohead, but yeah, Radiohead like continue making music, and they just their sound evolves, and Smashing Pumpkins didn't, and it's sad. And I actually know people that went different people who are really hardcore like uh, into music, and like one of them is like the music editor for the Washington Post, and like they all said they went to the show and it was bad. Like, he was sad. Like, they just remember why they're not, like, one of the best bands now. You know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah. Like, I haven't seen them recently. Yeah. I mean, I honestly want to see them because I never got the chance to. But for people that I know that I really care about their opinion and for them to say, like, they, they really weren't great. And it was quite sad, actually, to see. The them. last time I saw No Doubt, it was similar. I saw No Doubt in, like, The Height in, like, 96. And then I saw them again in, like, 98, 99. And then I saw them again in the 2000s, and I was like, ooh. Oh, it, really? Uh, Maybe it's... Yeah. I I saw them... Um, but like, it could be a bad day. I mean, yeah. you know. I, I remember, I, I think it was, like, 2009, and Paramore was, like, opening up for No Doubt. And yeah, I remember, like, like being, in, like, in the pit, and I was, like, four, like, four people away from the stage... And being like, this is the best show ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, I mean, maybe it was a bad, it was, she just, I guess what that was different was that she didn't have like the same voice that she had when she was younger. I think that's what I was kind of expecting. I thought her, like, uh, one thing I have to say about Paramore is I've seen Paramore like a long, long time ago. I don't know about now, but I've seen some things with her now. Her voice is incredible. And it, it has not changed from like 20 years ago till now. Are, are they doing that, where, what is it, like, When You Were Young Festival? You know that massive emo festival that I'm pretty sure is going to be some, like, Firefest like Firefest disaster? Yeah. Unless it somehow can really defy all odds. Because as we've seen with that Woodstock documentary, there are a <laughs> fuck ton of bands that are playing in, like, what, two days. I think the tickets are expensive. I, I'm just seeing all these flags so yeah, far. Yeah, there are a lot I of hope it comes. I hope it comes across great. It's amazing tour um, that all these like emo people like it's gonna be a bunch of people that are like forty plus with like back problems. How do you like, think about Paramore? We were talking about um, smashing pumpkins. Oh, uh, we're talking about no doubt. We're talking about no doubt, and that's how we got into Paramore. Oh. Um, well, but anyway, uh, I guess back into the nineties. I have a note about. Uh, it's weird that they interview like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and they look so young. Like I was like, oh my so god, I forgot about them like really this. Well. Yeah, and like and uh Joe talks a lot more. And then they also question their sobriety as well, which I found was like really interesting. I was like, this becomes a theme. 
it's all like asking them about like their partying and stuff like that, which is really interesting. Um, another really interesting thing in the pre-show was that they talked to Dr. Dre and I just wrote, oh shit, this is literally five days before Tupac was killed. Yeah. This entire situation. So they talk to Dre and they interview him about how he just left NWA and how he's like producing now. He started Aftermath. This is all before he found Eminem. And he was talking about like how everything's changing. They talk about the quad shooting when Tupac was shot and that, that they thought Biggie had something to do with it. All of this happened. And I, I, this also really tripped me out that in between this VMA and the next one, both Tupac and Biggie were killed within that year because they were killed six months, um, like from each oh, other. Yeah. So oh, Tupac wow. dies right after this. And then that March is when Biggie's killed. And then that's the next VMA. I don't even think they did a, a thing for Biggie because Puff Daddy did a performance and he did that song that he did, but they didn't do anything for Tupac. Which I always yeah. thought was interesting. They didn't do like well, it's a actually performance. Weird. Yeah, it's actually insane that, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and then also we got no doubt, just a girl. I wrote, oh my gosh, Gwen with her yellow tank top and like green pants. She looked when she incredible. she looked so fucking cool. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, they sound great. Then we got the Oasis. Oh my god, that was great. Just them being like, well, they didn't want to talk to us at the red carpet. So we went to their hotel and essentially just <laughs> followed them and tried to like shove a microphone in like Noel and Liam's face, like down, walking down to the place that I thought was really just funny. It and was just so. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, they could have been ruler actually, but they were right. Yeah, it's true. It's, so it's, it's Liam cool. because he cheated sometimes, like people so much in, like, in his face, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I love that recent documentary on Liam. I, like, love Liam. I'm, like, really pulling for him. <laughs> I really like him now. Yeah, well, the one we watched. Uh-huh. Like, that's yeah. right that, now. like, recent one, yeah. Um, which is really cool. Then they have, like, part two of the Smashing Pumpkins interview. I was just, like, they Billy talks more about removing the drummer, how hard drug use is, how hard it was mm -hmm. to fire him. I felt like that was the main thing because he's an original member. I thought it was cool that he said, you know, it's hard to – like 25% of this band is just not yeah. here. And it's, it's really hard to have that, you know, to have to go through that. But I'm, you know. I'm in a nobody band and I can agree to that. If, if someone were to leave my like original lineup, like I'd honestly be like, fuck it. Like I can't do this without them. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Right. Yeah. I mean, so much of your sound and just family wise is like wrapped up in this person. Yeah. Yeah. You like really care about them just so fucking crazy it's it's gr awesome that he's back in the band though because jimmy chamberlain's a sick drummer he's Wait, one of the yeah, yeah so are just because i don't know anything are is like darcy back in the band or she no okay. no she is not um i don't know too much about why i know they had a falling out and i want to say like the album i think it's is it the machina album that i think she clashed with some of the members and then left and I think hasn't been back since. I feel like she left and then went back. I feel like they all have they come back, like left and come after back. When she was um I thought she came, went back but then left again because yeah she's not with them anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to yeah, I guess I have to like find out what exactly is going on. She's the first she's credited on the first six studio albums. It says she left the band in ninety nine. So oh. that's quite a while ago. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought she went back for like, or maybe a few shows or something. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I just looked at the the basic Wikipedia. We'll do mm -hmm. a Pumpkins episode, and yeah. we'll there's like a rockumentary I think that MTV did on them a long time ago, and there's some like fan made ones that are really good. So we'll talk more about the Pumpkins, yeah, because we could they have a big sorted kind of history too, which is really interesting. Yeah, I I, I apologize for making this all about the Pumpkins, but in a no, way. Kind of was a night about them. <laughs> it totally was, and leads into the fucking opening of the show where we got them doing tonight tonight with the strings, and Billy had that like dress on. Oh my god, that was so beautiful! Like that's like really in my cool. fashion notes. I was like, this is amazing. I know it was so fucking cool, and they sounded great. So I thought, good. I thought they sounded great. Yeah um dennis miller what the fuck why was he hosting i think he hosted the year before yeah, who know. is he i don't he was some comedian. oh yeah he was some comedian i think he's like 
is he conservative? Like, I think he's like kind of one of those like shock jock people, like, oh. like in the age of like Howard Stern and like he was kind of big on like HBO and stuff, but he's kind of weird. I don't know why he did that. Um, the best group video was the Foo Fighters for Big Me, which is that Mentos video, which I yeah. found really funny. It was like really big at the time. That was cool. New artist at all women nominated, I thought was amazing. Um, yeah. Alanis Garbage, Jewel, and the Fugees. So I thought that was cool. cool. Yeah, and Alanis won that. That's when she made that comment when she was like, I think we should all like just, you know, work together and not be like competition and stuff like that, which I thought was cool. The Anthony Kiedis and Flea and Claudia Schiffer. What the <gasps> fuck was that? What? That's what I mean. I feel like, I mean, again, it's just funny to watch something from 96 because there were so many like jokes that you just couldn't make now because they're just kind of weird you know like the next one i believe it's like 90 it's one of the 90s one i think it's like 99 or like 98 which i also have all of them up until 2001 because that's what i kind of like stopped watching but but the one with fucking mark was it Mark Wahlberg and J-Lo? I don't like, she, know. Like, she comes remember. out and we'll eventually, like, we'll, I mean, I'll eventually cover it with whoever wants to do it. But but she, like, comes out and this is, like, during her time, like, after she dated Diddy. But she was, like, you know, like, culturally relevant. And she had on, like, this kind of trench coat on and, like, a sports bra and pants. And, like, literally Mark Wahlberg spends the whole time, like, staring at her ass and, like, and she's like, huh, okay, like, you know, we're trying to do the nominees. And then he's like, I'm just trying to figure out what you got underneath that fucking trench coat, girl. Oh, and, like, everyone no. starts cheering. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that, like, award shows on MTV used to be like this. Lenny Kravitz has also done it. Um, I remember he was out there with, like, oh, fuck, who was that? It was one of, like, the late 90s ones. Like, they all did it. Like, all the guys were kind yeah, of encouraged to it. do it. Yeah. Like, like, and it wasn't looked down. You know, and the girls were, like, Haha, like, awkwardly, like, there. Another couple presenters that I don't actually know, like, who they are. But it was, like, a blonde girl. And she was, like, I had sex this morning. And the other guy is, like. Oh, was it Jenny McCarthy? I, and I had sex with her. Or, like, it's just weird. Like Yeah, yeah. I think it was Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a big deal. She had a TV show. She had like she was like this crass like comedian. I never really liked her. She hosted some like dating show called Singled Out, which was like a big thing on MTV where they had like a bunch of young people. Um, yeah, that was really weird when they did that weird strip tease and Claudia Schiffer's like, "What?" I was like, "Were they stalling for time? Like, what was going on?" Like, they no, just... I, I, that probably was improvised by Flea, but still, I don't know. Um, I also think that this was her best dance video. I wrote uh, George Michael Fastlove definitely should have won yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, that video is so like, cool. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I love, love George Michael. Like, yeah, me too. Even though he's like pop, but I really loved his music. And also like, I used to like, you know, when I was younger, he was in Wham. So, oh, yeah. you know, it was just like cheesy music from like I 80s. It's so funny. Um, then we have the Breakthrough Award where fucking Bjork was nominated for It's Oh So Quiet. Yeah. Well, she only won for uh, Best Choreography, right? Yes. Yeah. But that was cool that Spike Jones was nominated. And then they had so like cool. Radiohead Just was nominated, which I thought was really cool. And then like the Pumpkins, the Foo Fighters Garbage. It was like just amazing time in music. It was. <laughs> it's it, really cool. I know. I kind of made a little list of people that perform but also people that were nominated that wasn't there but it, it, it's insane when i'm when i look at this list yeah so like many the best, best concert yeah um <laughs> even neil young i mean that's just neil young is in the news now he's pulled his music yeah. off spotify uh, you know and I, well and apparently um the full fighters might oh i heard wow. that Joni Mitchell also oh, yeah. did, and Niels, yeah. what's his name? Niels Lofgren, I think. He's like a That's guy right. from the, I think he's like the guitarist of like Bruce Springsteen or something like that. So a lot of um, people are, but I think it's really interesting now that originally it started as like kind of petitioning against joe rogan's podcast at least that's what neil young's uh kind of yeah, situation that's what was did it, yeah. but now i guess Joni mitchell did it in solidarity with him but now people are canceling because of the complete awful uh like money like monetary mm -hmm. compensation that spotify cool. gives so it's now gone from like a more the covid thing which was a the original thing but now it's more musicians are doing it because they're not it's like the least amount of you know payment from all of the streaming platforms well all i'm gonna say is that if radiohead does do that i am definitely like leaving spotify 
but I know I'm trying for, to, for that to happen. I think. I mean, I wonder what is what's going to happen. Jules, what do you think about this? Um, I yeah, I unfortunately I still use Spotify. Mm-hmm. I pay for it. I pay way more for it than I ever receive having music oh, on there. God. What? Um, you should get yeah. it for free because you're not Yeah, sure. I feel like every yeah. artist should get it for free. Um, I pay for it every month. And, um, yeah, I, I see virtually, like, no money from it. Um, granted, like, you know, I'm not the Foo Fighters, but I feel like any person – that's why I use – um, like Bandcamp, especially Bandcamp, for like younger yeah. artists. If you want to support artists, you go to Bandcamp and you can buy the album, and that money goes straight into the artist's pocket. They can, you know, they can use that to invest back in themselves. They can, you know, buy merchandise for you to buy. They can, you know, go buy their groceries. You know, like yeah. like you're, it's you're going immediately to them, and so like seeing the bigger artists say no to Spotify, like they actually have the power and the, you know, just the ability to make changes. Just like uh, Lauren sent us a link um, that showed, I think the stocks had gone down like 25%. Like Mm -hmm, mm think if like 20 other huge artists did that, they could change the history of like how we listen to music because like Spotify wouldn't be able to survive probably. And like, I think, I don't know. I think it's a good thing that it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it's getting talked about. Maybe there'll be another, uh, what do you call it, like a new agreement with streaming rights and certain percentages that have to be yeah. paid or something. Totally. It has to be. It yeah. has to I be. mean, it sucks because I do. I used to have Apple Music, but it, I just didn't like what – I didn't even like how it worked, and they didn't have – as many artists as Spotify does. Like, you couldn't really get, like, cool DJs on it or, like, electronic music. It wasn't really for, for that platform. Yeah. And that's why I joined Spotify in 2012, you know? so Apple doesn't have the algorithm that Spotify has. That, exactly. And that the is playlist, really, yeah. that's what makes, makes Spotify it. so good. The song radio, I've discovered yeah. a lot on Spotify. Oh, and it's yeah. all personal. You know, they have, like... It's more interactive now. Now they're you know reviews on on uh, on podcasts like you can oh, do yeah, the rating really system. Cool, go rate it if you listen over there. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so it's it is really yeah, it's really cool. This discussion starting, you know, so it's gonna go one way and then you know end up another way. I don't really feel a way about censorship because then it's just a slippery slope. Like once you start censoring one thing, like who's making these decisions and it like leads to something else. So I don't know how they're going to like wrangle out of this, but I mean, I guess, yeah, the artists have the choice to pull their, their music. Yeah. It's cool that Neil Young is like, fuck this. Like, yeah, you so know, cool. it'd be cool if a more contemporary artist does it too. That means a lot. Like, you know, like a big one that would really mean, but it's their money too. You know, it's like, yeah, it's hard to ask them to do that. Um, let's see. Okay. So performance as we were going through the show, Metallica, who I have to say is not a favorite of mine, but this performance got me into the Load album by Metallica. I have to say, I, I do like this record. Yeah, I actually like Metallica. I mean, I didn't, I haven't listened to them for ages because they're not, their sound hasn't aged well. <laughs> but Oh, do you think? Like Enter yeah, Sandman well, and all that I stuff? I just, I don't find that interesting anymore. Like it's that kind of rock. It's not I just don't listen to it anymore. Don't come for us, Metallica fans. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like I'm not really into that. Like, you know, I listen to a lot of old music, but just that kind of rock is just not. Yeah, you just never that. go to it. Like, I don't, just don't. Not like Creed. Creed is timeless. Creed, <laughs> you know, is, Creed stand that stands the test of TikTok. No, but I like, I like Metallica. And I, I, think, I think they're a really great band. I just, yeah, I just it's just music that I don't listen to anymore, you know? You like, know I'm just how not like, there. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, music, um, you know, we go through, also, like, with fashion, we'll go through cycles. There will be, you know, the 80s cycle, the, like, you know, we'll get the drum machines out and like the synths and, Mm -hmm. you know, then we'll go through the nineties revival. Like, are we going to have a revival of like glam rock? Do you think that's going to happen? I know. I don't know. Not that I want that to happen, but I wonder if it will. Can we talk about Keys right at the end? I know, yes, because glam rock, kiss. Okay, all I thought about was like, 
two things actually. How my my dad used to love Kiss. So like I really, I was gonna say, did you have parents in the Kiss Army? Yeah, my dad. My dad is into like all rock, anything that's like rock like that and psychedelic or whatever. But um, yeah, I used to actually really like Kiss when I was little, like you know, like five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. Um. (laughs) But I was thinking, like, yeah, it's so funny, so glam rock, you know, like it's very specific. It like, is. I mean, they call it butt know. rock on the West Coast. I had yeah, no butt idea. Rock. It, I had no idea what that was, and and someone was like, "Oh, I bet you like all those butt rock guys." And I was like, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> they're like butt rock guys. <laughs> you know the guys that hang out on Sunset Strip. I was like, "Oh, there are literally people who think it's like 1987 Sunset Strip that have like their hair tees oh, and like cool. still wear like That's Motley Crue outfits." <laughs> it's funny yeah yeah i mean i think it's cool i I mean they were definitely like a really mainstream band they were and they made uh, a ton of money yes you mean Mm -hmm. yeah and they made so much money like they still do that one guy dimebag daryl has like a kiss coffin when he had his funeral, you know, the guy from Pantera yeah. who died oh, on stage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, he, uh, I think had a kiss coffin. Cause he was like a massive kiss fan when he was like in the seventies and he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's dedication. Literally. I just think crazy. of whenever I see them, I think of the, uh, Rocky horror show. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's literally that, isn't it? It's They're so pretty good. wild. Um, let's see. Chris Rock and Beck presenting that R&B award was like a hot mess, and I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, it makes you strike about it. I mean, it was so weird. LL Cool J's really weird, explicit performance of doing it, like on that motorcycle. I remember watching this when I was young and being like, "Huh, this is really weird." <laughs> that was a weird performance, I have to say. Um, Neil Young too performed, which was cool. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like his performance was so cool, and cranberries like oh the cranberries were so good salvation that's a great song all the songs in the album are actually amazing but it's just her voice like yeah yeah i know that was really interesting um we got hootie hooting the blowfish i remember them well they were huge and we have to talk about fucking alanis morissette's performance because it was fucking incredible and it still gives me chills to this day it was oh I love that song. It's like the secret song on Jagged Little Pill. Um, I don't know the name of it. Is it Your House? I think so. Yeah, it's like the secret song on the album of Jagged Little Pill. It's so good. I was like, oh yeah, my god, I it love it. International Viewer's Choice is literally one of my favorites because we got to see all the different countries and all of the like different MTVs all over the world and the other VJs. I thought that was yeah, cool. That, that in was Europe, really cool. So cool. Europe, uh, George Michael won for Fast Love. Yeah. And then like Japan had this really cool like Japanese punk band yeah. that won. And like they had like China, like Mandarin, they had like Latin America, Brazil, like I Asia. I actually know a lot of the artists from like Latin America. That they oh, cool! Show. Like the one from Chile and Argentina, they're like massive, like they're huge. So cool! Yeah, they're so cool. Again, it's just brought back a lot of memories. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. We got the Bush performance of Machine Head. So good. I love that shirt he's wearing. It just says sex in all different places. Yeah, like written out. I remember seeing that. It was so cool. Um, the best alternative video is when I think 1979 won and it was weird that Billy's like his speech he was like we're really glad to be like an alternative band and like he called out like uh, Nirvana and he like called out like a lot of like Soundgarden and like other bands in the scene and like he's like yeah that makes like music interesting they were all different I thought that was really cool yeah and they kept talking about like how their music is alternative and how they kind of their sound evolved from you know, their first albums to that. Yeah, they didn't want to be grunge. I think they didn't want to get, like, shoved into that box because I think they knew what was happening to grunge. And they weren't grunge. They just kind of came around in the same time. but And they had, like, fuzzy, dirty kind of guitar sounds. But they weren't grunge. I don't think in in that metal-y sense of the grunge word, they were more like, yeah, they were alternative. I think they wanted to have that freedom to move within that genre and not be, like, hard rock or, you know like punk or whatever it is so i mean yeah they did pretty well for themselves like you know billy went on james eha was in perfect circle and did like four records with them working with like uh tools what maynard uh so like yeah i mean they all did pretty pretty okay i don't know i don't think darcy joined another band that i know wait didn't she wait i thought she was in hull 
No, My- Melissa Oftimore replaced Darcy in the Smashing Pumpkins. She's oh, a right. Okay, she was that, the basis. I can't oh, believe yeah. I had it all. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's really incestuous back then. It was like they got like the Foo Fighters were there, but Taylor wasn't there. Yeah, like Taylor yeah. Hawkins hadn't been in the band yet. Yeah, that was like early Foo Fighters, and yeah, it was that was cool. I love Pat Smear. I love him so much. Like he's like one of my favorite yeah, he's rock so people. Cool. I mean, they all are really cool, actually. Um, then we got like, yeah, viewer's choice. I wrote Bush for the viewer's choice was a massive upset. I think they got that wrong somehow. Well, they did get a few wrong in my opinion. Right. I can't imagine that they actually won from fans calling in over like all of the people nominated. Like I thought Smashing Pumpkins for sure was going to win that. And Bush won. I'm sure it was, I don't know. I can't imagine that was like real. Like, yeah, I was like, this kind of seems weird that they would win that. I thought that was interesting. Um, Ewan McGregor and Ewan Brimner, I love how they're like in like completely foreign because they're in train spotting this little movie that nobody knows about. And then they introduce, of course, Oasis. And it literally is one of the most mind-blowing Oasis performances that I've so, ever seen on TV with that, so that solo from Noel in like the middle of Champagne. It's one of my favorites. I have the MP3 of it. I love this this like right and it's just so he says too it's just he's just so funny like <laughs> you know you're having a shit time <laughs> like it comes on starts spitting in the crowd like throws a bottle and just like standing there <laughs> it's great it's peak liam <laughs> it's like it's peak oasis yeah oh, and yeah. then and then you ha- wait do you have snoop dogg after that like presenting something oh snoop dogg and tupac they presented the hard rock video yeah i thought that was really cool to see them together and especially when tupac got the name wrong of the metallica album he's like while it sleeps until it while you sleep until it whatever (laughs) like he was just like whatever that was kind of funny um we also got the weird reunion of van halen that people like stood up for like it was some fucking... so cr- i mean were they huge like i mean you- yes oh. but the i think the generation like older than us right older yeah her 80s yeah. they're Our like parents. an 80s band and they stopped playing in like the early 80s or like mid 80s like it wasn't my it would be like a guns and roses came on yeah, that's uh, in like the two thousands. Yeah, it was like that. But everyone freaked out. I was like, "All right, everybody, calm down." I mean, it was cute, you know. <laughs> it was like, cool. Tribute to like an older artist. Like. Yeah, I mean, it, it really shows. Back then, it was so well rounded that you still had people from different generations watching the same channel, and they really spanned so many decades of music. Even though they were in their second decade, but it just it just went so fast. The eighties was such a big deal with like those bands, those heavy metal bands, like MTV kind of started out with headbangers bald and they had like yo MTV raps. Then it went into like alternative and grunge. Like they really, they just had a lot of different, you know, the gangster rap. They had like a different wave of what was like, you know, popular at the time. Just, it's just weird to think of MTV now is just so irrelevant. And I just like, it was the most relevant in like the 90s. It It was was. like, that is where everything was. Like, that's where you found out everything. It's just weird to think that everything is just everywhere now. It's it's like crowdsource now, which is kind of cool. But it's not just one thing. But um, let's see. We got the best female video was Alanis. I love the ironic video. It's probably like my favorite video. One of my favorites. You Learn is another one that I like a lot, too. Yeah, but it's so fucking cool. I love that it's about the video. We don't even see videos anymore. Like, now they have the VMAs. I'm like, but your VMAs aren't even, like, about the video. They're just about, like, kind of who's there and, like, who's – you know what I mean? It's not – the video is not a big deal anymore. I know. And it was everything for an artist. It really just put you in the charts for reasons. Like, like now, right? You could – like, then, like, you could be nominated for, like, best – video but not necessarily like best song yeah it's just crazy um we have also like bone thugs and harmony doing crossroads i thought it was an awesome performance i love that video and they got snubbed i think they should have gotten video of the year i mean i I know smashing pumpkins they ended up getting video of the year sharon stone gave it to him which was kind of cool yeah that was Um, cool to see her and like yeah that was was there yeah and tim robbins janine garofalo like all these random people 
Um, and then yeah, they got the fucking video of the year, which is nuts. And they like closed with Kiss, which was pretty great. And then Coolio, can we talk about his? Oh song? yeah, Gangsters Paradise. That was I have to say, like I love that interview. I love what he said. How like he didn't believe that he he knew for a fact that wasn't like the best video. Yeah, and, like, he dedicated like you know like that all of it to like everyone else. Yeah, and he said that he was very proud, like of that song and like probably the best song he's ever written and like it, it was just he just seems really humble and cool like i love that song yeah that the song was really cool i remember did you see the movie it came from dangerous mind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That. Uh, have you seen that jules no i haven't oh it's michelle well, pfeiffer oh it's, it's really good. good yeah it's Thanks. really good it's from like the midnight i think it's 95 i want to say it's like 95 um yeah so then we got the post show it's like this crazy weird i love the bjork interview if anyone has not seen the most adorable so interview with cute. bjork oh my god I she's so, had that. so like, cute she's so cute with her accent but also like the it's way english she- it kind of sounds english it sounds a little bit english but it's not because it, it's just like it's got like a look like something else you know yeah like, yeah totally yeah time she sounds english the way she speaks but then there's something else that comes out like the icelandic i suppose but it's so she, cute. Like, she's so cute how she was like yeah and there were all these jokes i didn't understand anything and i was asking like spike jones like what does it mean and he was like oh well basically he was a comedian and like <laughs> you know like, I know, and she's like, it's really in her hair. The the girl was like, is this like an homage to Coolio? And she's like, she's I don't so, know, I kind of liked it. She's so pretty, also. Like, she's so cute. She's cute, like, and that video is amazing. I know. Yeah, and that's that's like, one of my favorite Bjork videos. It's really cool, and Spike Jones, like Spike Jones, is so cool. Yeah. I think he just does so much cool stuff, and obviously a really cool director too. Um, but yeah, he's just so rad. And and then they talked to No Doubt. They talked to Bush. And I love that they mentioned like the Shirley Manson um, details cover where she's biting his face. And the girl oh, says yeah. like, the girl's like, oh, like, you know, what do you think about like Shirley Manson biting your face? He's like, I thought they were playing today. And he's like, I would have liked to have seen Garbage like play today. Yeah, why did they not have them playing? That's... I don't know. They were nominated. I'm sorry, but like it would have been so cool because she really can put on a show. Oh like, yeah, she's rad. She's amazing. She's so rad. I love that. I love that they mentioned that. Um, and then I was like, oh my god, Gwen's outfit in the the post interview where she has like a velvet like half shirt on and she's wearing like black jacket and black uh, pants, which looks super cool. Um, and they mentioned madness, like their old ins- like inspiration yeah, for bands. And stuff. Than them. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. They were like, we, we gave our gold choice. records to them. You really like that bit. Yeah, did you like that? Wait, are you guys talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Bad. No, no. So, sorry, there, there was a little bit of a lag. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was so cool. Well, and I also like how they were like asking them if they uh, were like getting. Um, like vertigo from how high up oh, they were yeah that was oh, yeah. pretty cool <laughs> oh my god could you imagine playing on that i can I- i'm not afraid of heights i think it's kind of fun oh my god i like how glenn was like jump. i'm not even scared but now that i think about it um <laughs> my hands are sweaty i guess i'm scared <laughs> i know she's like a cartoon character like Gwen Stefani, I feel like yeah, she really, she really she is. so cool. I don't even want to talk about what's going on. No, yeah, it makes me it. sad. Like, I can't so so I know. Um, so then we got like the big Smashing Pumpkins interview post win, and they're kind of like on their super cocksure, uh, riding that wave right now. And they're talking about like bands they're signing, some label they have. Um, and then I love when they cut the interview and they're like, hold on, like we're the big winners. And I'm like, why is James Eha talking this much? He never says anything. <laughs> like, I love that. He's, he's my new music crush. I think he's a guitarist. Um, after, yeah. After watching uh, this VMA, not only is his hair super cool, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's like another underrated guitarist. And he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's and so his good. was so cool. Yeah, they all had yeah. that makeup. Yeah, they all looked really cool. I love how they're like, our music is changing. We're going to go like electronic, like, you know, dubstep, like, dub <laughs> beats. I was like, they did go electronic on uh, the Adore album. So it was kind of funny. They're like, yeah, we've got stuff written. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and that. I'm like, Billy yeah, Corgan. We, we should do 98 too, because there's so many cool. 
Oh, there are like, a lot. 97 is a wild 97 one. 97 is cool. But then, yeah, an idea. Because you get, like, Radiohead probably. And then you have, like, Lenny Kravitz. And with you Madonna. Have Madonna. Madonna uh, with, like, um, Ray was of that, Light. Did they do that because of Austin Powers? No, that was her album. No, 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 no. They didn't do it for Austin Powers, no. They just okay. did it for... She just... Him for um, her video. Yeah, he was on. He just did like the the guitar part for Ray of Light, and she did oh, like that's the Ray. Was yeah, that the her? performance. I, yeah. That's such a good performance. And I think ninety eight might have been the last year that we had like before cool. the pop takeover, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then in ninety nine it was like Britney. Britney did that famous one with uh, Insane, oh, yeah. and then the year after that is when she did the Oops, I did it again with where mm-hmm. she like took off the outfit and stuff. So like that's when it became like the pop. And like you know, hip hop became like way more of a thing. But these are like the last like big rock, like the rock acts. I want to see the early ones. Like the I think the ninety two or ninety one one is the one where Nirvana and Guns N' Roses got into that spat like backstage yeah, where I there's an audio. Well. Yeah, I want to watch that because like I haven't seen that. And yeah, like you know, Nirvana. Nirvana actually won I think a few on like the year that Kurt died because it was in September and he had died in that April and they kind of did like a memoriam thing. Mm-hmm. at the the awards that year um so yeah that's the only they talked about the band the frogs which i don't know about billy mentioned them either. a lot do you, yeah. any of you know them? must be like some little band right because yeah i i haven't listened but i, I want to look them up now yeah they were saying like and then i think james was like oh you're producing it billy he's like no i'm not no i'm not like uh change the subject <laughs> weird um it just says they were a band founded in 1980 is all it says here till 2012 so yeah i'll have to check them out because apparently they're supposed to be pretty good oh actually there are a few of them pictured in photos with kurt cobain so maybe they're like an underground grunge band that i don't know about Mm. possibly so yeah milwaukee wisconsin um and then we have like allison stewart with beck who's like super weird and just really funny and awkward i love it and then we got like that weird post show that was like kennedy it was like after the post show it was like and the winners are and simon rex who was like one of my big like mtv vj crushes that like him and kennedy were doing like music videos and like talking more recaps about the show it was just like the content was just crazy that you just got this whole night of just yeah. everyone and everything. I thought it was cool. The fashion was cool. They mentioned synthetic a lot. They're like, if it's synthetic, then it's there. Like people wore a lot of vinyl, like vinyl pants, yeah. fake fur, like clueless, where she oh had like gosh. the fur thing. I have like... vinyl pants in black <laughs> and white. Oh and my god! Made so much noise every time you walked. <laughs> and then one time I went to this club and I had the white ones, and they were kind of like so hot that I almost passed out because oh I was too hot in my pants. Like, I'm not joking when I said that I had to go to the bathroom. I took my friend's jacket and I wrapped it around my waist and I took my pants off because I was just like so hot. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. it happened in like '97, I think. Damn, that's crazy. I never had that. We night on their age. Oh my god, so funny. Oh, so many bad choices of 90s fashion that I had, especially late 90s. It was like a hot mess. I don't know like what, what was going on. Just like when Clueless was big. Like I had like really crazy platform shoes that I fell in in the mall one time. <laughs> I had like this fuzzy, like a fuzzy purse that was like a box purse, but it was like those fuzzy. are back, by the way. Those I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are back. Like all this like really weird blow up furniture. It was very seventies. It was like the late nineties was very like seventy five bell bottoms. I had platforms mm-hmm. like turquoise velvet platforms from Diesel that I begged my mom to buy me, and I was like, "This could be my birthday gift, my Christmas present, and like all my gifts from my year." I did that, yeah, with Doc Martens. I was yeah. like, "I just want Docs." I'm like, yeah, like flare jeans that were really low. Oh, oh God, they're coming back. Kind of flat stomach. Low-rise jeans are coming back. God help us all. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Jules can pull them off, but Lauren and I no. can't. No, yeah. Oh, guys, I no, I, I cannot. You know, uh, I think, like, a couple years ago, people were hinting that the uh, low-rise jeans are coming back, and I was on Twitter with my little hot takes going, I think it's a great idea. Uh. I was wrong, and I am willing to admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but oh you're young. God. You can actually wear them. Like, 
I haven't seen them quite. I, in the I could have worn yet. them pre-pandemic, but uh, <laughs> I think that might but, be on hold with most people now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, think anyone's I'm, running to do. I am not ready for low-rise jeans to come back just yet. <laughs> no, I'm not ready at all. Just keep the high-rise option there. Like, just make the low-rise for the people who want them. Just don't turn everything into low-rise, please. Yeah, that's all I ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been so fun. Do you guys have any other notes? Um, I love James E. Ha's, uh white suit that he wears. Oh, before. yeah, he did have a cool outfit. Mm-hmm. I like what um, Lauren Hill wore. Yes. What did she, she have? Like, a like white, white? Suit. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just looks so cool. And they perform. I mean, that was. Yeah, it was Nas. Yeah, they so did cool. the, like, If I Ruled the World, which was cool. I like that song a lot. Yeah, it was it was a it was a rad time. It gets crazier as the years go on. Now it's just like really weird. But I liked these like cultural touchstones and being able to go back in time. I think it's cool. Me <laughs> so too. yeah. I'm excited yeah. for people to listen to it. If you've seen it, I guess let us know. Drop a review, drop a rating on Apple and Spotify now. And we got Patreon. Don't hate me for the Metallica comment. I, no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think we have any like hardcore Metallica stands. Uh, same with like Creed. I mean, it's all over TikTok. We, we know, we know. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see you again. And uh, here's to another two years of the podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.